You're about to listen to an episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Join Paul Edwards and his guests as they discuss interesting HR topics and solve some of our listeners' submitted questions. And occasionally I'll go off HR topic and talk about whatever I want to talk about. Think barbecue, space exploration, technology, money, managing, business, things that interest all of us. We get a lot of emails with questions. Stay tuned for details on how you can submit yours to the show. And now, let's get started. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Jenny McLaughlin. I'm Cedar's Head of Compliance, and I'm here with Cece Wilson, who is Cedar's Head of Internal HR. Uh, Hi, Cece. Hi, Jenny. Um, And if you're seeing us on any video, you may see um, our dogs on our laps. She's having a nice, nice day with her dogs in here today. It's Isla's podcast debut. Yay! Well, Mopsy's done a lot of these, so I'll help her out. Well, we're actually here to talk about something kind of interesting that a lot of um, managers and business owners don't realize can happen, which is when an HR manager is actually held individually liable um, for actions taken at the uh, place of employment. Um, I think everyone knows that employees can sue their employer. (laughs) Um, But uh, I can speak from experience, um, having um, done this myself as an attorney, but you can also sometimes name uh, individuals in the lawsuit. Um, And there's this thing in the law called vicarious liability, blah, blah, blah. In a lot of cases, it's ultimately the employers who are responsible. Uh, But depending on the situation, the state and the law, that may not always be the case. And it is actually not as uncommon as we may think for the manager to actually end up being um, found responsible and uh, and liable for it. So there was a case hitting the news where um, there was a Department of Labor case where a manager was held liable for um, unlawful retaliation in order to pay the ex-employee $25,000. Yikes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't think most people go into management thinking that they may be on the hook for thousands of dollars for some mistake that they take um, against an employee. And what's um, of note here is that usually people assume, well, these cases come out of those crazy states like California (laughs) or New York. This was Indiana. Yeah. Um, Indiana is uh, not not always the place, you, you know, it's not one of those states that has a million laws and is known for being, you know, employee litigious for this. So, um, Cece, you've been an HR manager for a long time. So have, have you ever uh, had to pay $25,000 for one of your mistakes? Thankfully, no. No, I haven't. Um, I have heard of this happening. I've heard of it more in relation to sexual harassment cases, mm-hmm. um, just because there's a pretty large burden of responsibility of preventing future cases once you know about uh, someone sexually harassing your employees. Uh, I haven't heard being personally named in a case like this before. So so this was unique and interesting to me. Yeah, um, I've definitely seen it happen more in things like sexual harassment because, you know, once the member of management knows or should know about something happening um, that raises a level of responsibility on the employer. But if it's a particular person who maybe chooses not to do anything yep. or, or does something but maybe the obvious wrong thing yep. <laughs> um, and things escalate, uh, it, can, it can fall right back on them. Yeah. 
Um, but here, since this came from the Department of Labor, um, we know this wasn't uh, discrimination. This was actually all about overtime mm-hmm. back at the beginning. <laughs> so the employee sent an email to their HR manager, um, and this actually happened to be a dental office. Um, so the case refers to them as an HR manager. That may have been their title. Their title could also have been office manager mm-hmm. or anything similar. That the title isn't really what's right. Key it's here. not the title. It's it's that this is the person able to make decisions about someone's employment and able to make decisions that in response to the employee's complaint. Right. So here, the employee emailed that person and said that they don't think that people, and, and her um, in particular, was being paid overtime correctly and and did say, you know, um, she would end up needing to contact the Department of Labor if it wasn't resolved because mm-hmm. they wanted to be paid correctly. Um, so, Cece, if one of our employees tells you they're not being paid overtime correctly, what would you do? Fire them. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the first thing that you've got to do is hear their whole complaint, take notes about what it is that they're saying is going on, and then investigate that. Look back through your payroll records or whatever it is that they're complaining about and double check. Make sure that you really did pay them correctly and if you didn't, fix it. And if you did, you need to have a meeting with them and go over show them exactly how they were paid, explain any discrepancies that they think that they're seeing. And and that's kind of the extent of yeah. it. There shouldn't be anything else from that incident after resolving it one way or the other. Well, that's not what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so here, the manager did not respond. Um, and so the employee did, in fact, file a Department of Labor complaint. Uh, and the manager then wrote the employee up, yeah. found something to write her up for. <laughs> um, that doesn't seem to be part of what you said to do. Um, and then a couple weeks later, the Department of Labor contacted the employer to tell them they needed to be investigating this. Um, so what would you do after being contacted about an investigation? Um, probably contact an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> That would be step one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, here, um, I mean, they waited a week, but then the HR manager threatened the employee with another write-up. Yeah. So um, I think they weren't too happy about this. Um, And then some time goes by, and um, the employee finds out through her coworkers that the manager has been going around speaking very unprofessionally about her behind her back. Yeah, to a bunch of other employees, not even other managers, Mm -mm. other uh, downline employees. Yeah, just just bad-mouthing her. Um, So then after hearing all of this, and I think assuming this is all retaliation, Mm -hmm. um, the employee put in a complaint about this in writing to the owner. Um, And then, uh, well, what, what do you think would happen at that point? Well, what should happen is the owner should then open an investigation about what's going on internally in their business to protect themselves and, and their livelihood. Yeah, the owner really should have looked at all of what was going on and probably realized there's a big red flag here. Maybe suspended the manager mm-hmm. um, or, or something like that. Um, clearly something happened because the manager did issue an apology to mm-hmm. the employee. Um, but then the next week they fired her. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
But, you know, she got an apology, so yeah. that counts for something, yeah. right? Yeah, well, it, that that amounted to um, evidence that they did exactly what she was saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the Department of Labor is already investigating whether overtime was paid yeah. correctly. And I'm going to be honest, I don't even remember whether they found yeah, out I if there was. Yeah. Um, because the part of the case that hit the news was the Department of Labor. You know, it added on a retaliation claim. And we, we should just preface that with it, it doesn't matter. No. Even if they were paying her correctly, uh, all the other things that happened afterwards are a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if, if they had been paying overtime incorrectly, Department of Labor would have made them fix it, you yeah. know, pay the employees the money that was owed, may possibly pay interest on it, uh, may have assessed some penalties, kind of like, you know, to teach the employee a lesson, or not the employee, the employer <laughs> yeah. a lesson. Um, they have the right to, to issue um, penalties. Um, but in this case, $25,000, the, the HR manager is ordered to pay all because of the retaliation, whether they were the employee was paid wrong or not Yep, to begin with. I'm guessing most uh, office managers and HR managers don't just have 25 grand laying around to pay to no. an employee that they <laughs> retaliated against. Um, so I guess what what should we take from this? <laughs> Well, you know, I I want to point out that I think it's interesting because we kind of see this misconception a lot that in these states where there aren't a lot of employee protective laws, um, that you have all this leverage to do what kind of whatever you yeah. want. And, um, you know, the at will termination thing is, is kind of misused sometimes in these states. Um, and this is a really good example of, um, yes, Indiana is an at-will employment state, um, but this was an illegal reason to terminate the person. Yeah. Um, so it's really still not a free-for-all, even where there are not really restrictive laws mm -hmm. in place for the, uh, that, that serve the employee. And this is also a really good example of how easy it can be for the employee to make a retaliation claim. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, here now, obviously, Department of Labor determined there was retaliation, yep. um, you know, but in some cases, you know, an employee may have made a complaint and they end up being terminated soon after for completely legitimate reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, if they've already been um, being coached on some issue and they're not improving, you know, you're not you're not, you know, prevented from taking action against someone for legitimate reasons. But that comes down to documentation being really important to show yeah. that you didn't just start caring about mm -hmm. this thing mm -hmm. after they made a complaint or did something that was protected. Um, because if you only started caring about it after that, it looks like retaliation. Yeah. And that can look like um, holding other employees accountable for the same behaviors, right? Mm -hmm. Like that that's a real easy get if yeah. you are letting everybody else be five to 10 minutes late and you start writing this person up for their five to 10 minutes late, um, it's pretty obvious that, that you're doing it for a reason that's probably related to a pr protected activity. Yeah. Um, and so again, that's why you need to treat people the same. 
and you need to document when you're taking action or maybe even documenting reasons why you're not and all of those things. Um, And also, you know, we are aware of the fact that people cry retaliation all the time. Yeah. Um, Retaliation isn't going to get every manager $25,000 against them (laughs) every time. Um, The retaliation needs to be a result of something that the employee had a legally protected right to do or there's some legal protection, you know, around it. So um, if I come in late every day and you write me up, you're retaliating against me for being late. (laughs) You're allowed to do that. Yeah. Because I don't have some legally protected right to show up late because I can't set my alarm clock. And um, I mean, that's kind of a, a crazy example. But, you know, there, there, not everything leads to a valid retaliation claim. There has to be something in the law around it um, that there is protection. And But like Cece said, you know, the employee could be wrong about it. The mm-hmm. employee could be claiming you're paying over the, overtime wrong. The employee could be claiming that another employee is being sexually harassed Mm -hmm. Um, and they could end up being wrong because they misread the situation. But the employee who complained about it has protection because they have a right to, you know, um, report that. And so, again, even if the employee was wrong, if they did something that had some legal protection around it and they seem to have been punished for that, Um, the employer and sometimes the decision maker individual who may not be an owner could be responsible for that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is the same for things like um, complaining because they think their pay is lower than other people's or too low in general. Um, I know that as employers, that's never a fun conversation mm-hmm. to have, right? Um but we can't stop them from having it. And same with talking about pay with their coworkers. Uh, we can't stop them from having those conversations. And taking disciplinary action against them for it is exactly this scenario. Yes. That's retaliation. Yeah. It's, it's illegal retaliation. Um, and that's something a lot of employers don't realize. Employees have the right to talk about their pay with each other. Um, So I guess the lesson here is, um, you know, I think here there's probably something where the HR manager, maybe they thought they were going to get in trouble for screwing up overtime pay or maybe they just didn't like this employee or or something, but um, they didn't like this all happening. And of course, anyone wouldn't like a a Mm -hmm. DOL investigation, um, but they took it out on the employee and it was the exact wrong thing to do. um, And it got them in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunate for this HR manager, um, you know, how many of you run background checks and (laughs) that's certainly going to show up now. So, you know, it's these things can have some lasting repercussions that you don't intend. And I I don't know, you know, the motivations of this person. I think most of the time um, people aren't meaning to retaliate against employees. Mm -hmm. They're you know, they're just trying to get their own job done. And this person's kind of standing in the way of that. And so now what can I do to deal with them? And sometimes we don't make the best choices about that. But, um, you know, you got to think about your own 
future and your own well-being too. And I don't think any of us want this showing up on our (laughs) history. No, we don't. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I think that goes back to you just you need to be objective because while you're in it, you may not realize that Mm -hmm. this may actually look really bad. Yeah. Um, So, you know, making big decisions is something that shouldn't be done in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's a really good thing to have, you know, peers or someone like Cedar um, or a management team to to talk these through on Um, and uh, to make sure it's not you alone making a decision that may come back to bite you and your employer. Mm -hmm. And your family. Yes. And your family and your future career. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's it for today. I think the dogs did pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Isla did great. Your contributions were. <laughs> She's an expert already. She's an expert. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Cece. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of What the Hell Just Happened. If you have an HR issue, question, or just want to add a comment about something Paul said, record it on your phone and send to podcast at wthjusthappened.com. We might even ask if we can play it on the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe and join us again next week.